It's nothing, nothing at the end of one period here at Matthews Arena between Northeastern and Merrimack in game two of the Hockey's first round. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy. Joining us for this first intermission is Jocko Connolly from the Boston Herald. And, uh, you know, Jocko, eight power plays last night, three so far in the first period here tonight. I wouldn't have thought that putting the other team on the power play would be a recipe for success for Merrimack, but it seems to be working so far. Well, as they say, like in football, the best defense is the best offense, and it seems to be working for Mark Dennehy's boys. Uh, I think the, uh, the the penalty killing tandems, uh, Kyle Singleton and Clayton Jardine, and last night we had uh, Jace Henning uh, playing with, uh, I think it was Quinn Gould, and uh, they really did a phenomenal job last night, and of course, uh, Merrimack wound up with 20 blocks uh, of Northeastern shots. That was the second highest total uh, uh, behind only the Minnesota sort of game, I think, when they had 23, so uh, they're really, you know, they're giving up their body, uh, you know, to, to you know, get the get the uh, ultimate prize, uh, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, now, tonight, they're doing the same thing. The game one hero, Kyle Singleton, makes a great block on the point blast by uh, Matt Benning, and then uh, a few seconds later, uh, I think it was Gustafson, picks up a penalty, uh, put them in a five, you know, three-on-five hole, so uh, you know, they, they, they're trying and the effort's there, but they, they just have to kind of claw and, and fight and find a goal somewhere else uh, to take a little of the pressure off the back end. What's Northeastern have to do to fight through this year? Well, I, I think they're, they're just having trouble making adjustments. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're depending an awful lot on Kevin Waugh. And if you notice, uh, you know, certainly Kevin's had a great season and, and he, he was the National Player of the Month for February. But, you know, it's it's like how the pros, you know, break down tape and really, you know, watch everything in a, you know, under a microscope. And you can see uh, he's making the same moves in the offensive zone. He gets that puck and he, he shields his body, he switches and he goes, kind of goes right to left using his, you know that that swing move the wheeling in the zone and teams are starting to catch on and, and every time he did that in the, in the last period I noticed uh, Merrimack had two guys on him almost you know pinching on him so uh, you know he's got to kind of shake up his little repertoire and come up with a few extra little moves and and yeah I just think they you know they they've had so many power plays and, they, and they're passing the puck around the perimeter because they know how Merrimack's so good at packing the defense and sometimes you just have to you know shoot the puck and, and hope for the best. You can't just, you know, get too cute and just fancy Dan. I mean, they're wasting 40 seconds uh, of the power play passing the puck around the boards. Uh, you remember the series in 1988. There's been some talk about that. Uh, heard Rod, Rod, Rudnick from Northeastern Radio talking with Jim Madigan about it last night. He said he blocked it out of his memory. He didn't, didn't remember too much about it, but uh, that series between Merrimack and Northeastern here in the NCAA tournament that Merrimack won with seven straight goals to come from behind and win the total goal series 10 to 8. What memories do you have of that series? Well, first of all, I mean, there was nothing fluky about that. I think, you know, people think of it as some kind of a, you know, just a happenstance that just, you know, occurs once every few years where some, you know, uh, you know, underrated team pulls an upset. I mean, that was a pretty good Merrimack team. If you look, you know, starting on goal with Jimmy Rivnack, who probably played seven, eight years with the Washington Capitals. You had Jim Vesey, uh, the dad of the, of the current Harvard star and Maine star, Nolan Vesey. Uh, I mean, you had guys like Jimmy uh, Alcott, uh, who was a hero in one of the games. You had, uh, 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 you know, Bo- 
Bobby J, and, and you had uh, Andy Hines, the brother of the Bruins, Steve Hines. I mean, they, they had some, you know, real talent and, and uh, uh, good speed. And Richard Pion, and all, all those guys on that on that club. That and and they had a great coach in in, in Ronnie Anderson and Stewie Irving. And I mean, they just did a, a terrific job. And and you know, the other uh, flip side of the coin too is they were an at-large entrant. They were the first ever team in the NCAA awarded an at-large to an independent. And I mean, that carried with it a, a certain cachet of, of you want to live up to y- your billing and your invite and your reputation. You want to prove that you belong. And so they had a lot going for them. And I think to the, on, the, on the other side, I think Northeastern coming off their first ever uh, Hockey East e- e- championship and still only their first Hockey East playoff championship. And I think they, you know, they probably had a, a, a feeling of euphoria and a feel-good attitude. And they, I think they probably didn't take... Uh, Merrimack with the proper respect and, and ultimately, you know, they paid for it. You know, I, and that's an interesting point too, I think, because it's easy to look at it and just look at the results and maybe some people say, well, you know, they must not have done that. I mean, we were talking with Jim Madigan last night, he felt they did respect it and he reminded me that, he said, wait, we had an 8-3 to three lead in the series. We gave them a lot of respect and, and played them very, very well for the first game and a half or so. What, did, what do you remember as far as what turned it around that, that allowed Merrimack to make that miraculous seven-goal comeback to win the series? Well, I think every time Northeastern got chances, I think Rivnak was the stone wall, and he he just came up with some, you know, big, big saves and, and to, you know, really frustrate uh, the Huskies. And then, as I say, I mean, uh, Merrimack is some good, excellent speed, and some of these little guys like Jimmy Alcott and Andy Hines, I mean, they could scoot with the puck, Richard Peon. So when they, when they got into the transition, they really came at you hard and fast, and I think the Northeastern defense it was probably a little taken back by, uh, you know, wow, these guys are pretty quick, and, they, and you know, it's like anything else in a total goal series, you know, you fall behind or you fall ahead, you start doing the mental arithmetic, and it, and, and it can really hurt you. I, I, I remember uh, back when Jerry York won his first uh, title at, at Bowling Green, they never should have got out of the first round at Boston University. They played at Boston University with a talented team with uh, Cleon Dask Alaskas, the captain T.J. Conley, Dale Dunbar, they had uh, Johnny Cullen, and the first night, BU won the, won the game pretty convincingly, and the next night, as Bowling Green started their comeback, you could see BU doing the mental arithmetic, and sometimes you know, teams, when, when it gets close and tight, and you say, uh-oh, you can't turn it on, it's, and, and sometimes it's too late. All right, so we have second period coming up here. Scoreless tie through one. Northeastern's playing for their, their really their season. If they lose, they know they're done. Merrimack's got a chance to try to close them out. Otherwise, we'll see game three here tomorrow. What do both teams need to do here? Well, I mean, personally, I'm selfish. I love hockey, so I want to see a game three. You know, no, no offense to the folks in Merrimack. But, uh, no, I, I just think Merrimack's just got to keep playing it tight. You know, just stay doing what they're doing and, and to, to, you know, rely on Terran. And, and as I said earlier, try to get you know a, a greasy goal or a goal from an unexpected source as they did last night when Kyle Singleton. They need somebody to step up to give them that little cushion and, and really put Northeastern back on his heels. Conversely.
honestly, I think Northeastern's got to stop standing around watching, you know, wheel around. They've got to get some other guys moving their feet, and they can't just be relying on these point blasts from from Benning uh, because they and Cockerell because they're not getting through, and and they've they've got to kind of really go hard to the net. And, and again, like Merrimack, have some other people step up and find a goal. You ready for five overtimes today, like UMass and Notre Dame and South Bend last night? Let's go for six. <laughs> I love it. Jocko, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Michael. All right, Jocko Connolly from the Boston Herald has been our guest. You can read his work. He's covering tonight's game here for the Boston Herald. You can read it tomorrow in the Herald or online at bostonherald.com. John and I are back with more right after this. No score. Merrimack in Northeastern here at Matthews Arena. We'll be back right after this.